your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Take two. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Kyle Sullivan, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. On today's episode, we got a uh, you know day day one of another week's worth of episodes. And for Monday, we have to talk about the Avalanche and Hurricanes. We'll touch on the Avalanche and Devils because we didn't get to do that. And we'll be looking ahead to this week, especially tonight, Avalanche and the Washington Capitals. We'll get to our sound check. So much to to get to, and we'll see if we can crunch it all in. But first things first, follow the show, social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. Uh, we have to start with the most recent game, and that's the Carolina Hurricanes game. Another great game against those guys and it's one of those things where it seems like all of the teams that the avalanche are playing on the east coast the teams that are kind of like towards the the uh, top of the standings on the east whenever the abs play them they tend to be these great games and everybody's saying like that would be a cup fight that would be a great cup yeah. final. and i think that's true for for carolina i think i thought that was a very very well played game by the abs not so much by carolina in the beginning but you saw why they are a cup contending team because they didn't quit and they came back and they made it an entertaining game. Yeah. Especially like you hit it right there on the head, like the games we played against Pittsburgh, Florida, and now Carolina, like they're all like instant classics. Like they're what you want to see. And I think what makes this Carolina game a little different is of course, the last one, nothing happened in the first two periods, and then everything exploded in the third period. This one, it was kind of a, a mirror image to that Pittsburgh game where Colorado would score, Carolina would come right back. And granted, there was a goal by Nathan McKinnon, but it was overwhelmingly secondary scoring and the new guy. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, that that goal to by Ben Myers to go up four to nothing on Carolina and you, like that's when Carolina just didn't didn't look like their old the, well I say their old self but what we've seen the last game that we saw them play and just look at the standings I mean they're they're at the top yeah. of the standings and I don't know what it I don't know if they are you know what it was is the altitude it's always the altitude it's, no I, I I don't know like I maybe it was just because that arena was absolutely rocking mm-hmm I don't know. I mean, but they've been in arenas like that before. At this point in the season, nothing really should surprise you. Whatever it was, Carolina just didn't come out ready. And the Avalanche just pounced on them. And you had the the Comfort goal early. Yeah, followed by the Nathan McKinnon goal. Another Comfort goal. And then the Ben Myers one was just like, like, all right, four to nothing. And the new guy scored. Is this going to be another nine goal output and you wouldn't you wouldn't think that against carolina but it was trending that direction i mean they ended up putting seven up on them yeah on on a very good defensive team and a very good uh penalty kill team 
And the abs went two for five. One of those is a little bit skewed because they only had like 30 seconds in, on their power play, but to get two power play goals on this team and just play the way that they did. I, I, th- I thought that was a, a very, very well-played game from top to bottom for the avalanche. I really did. Yeah. To see like JT playing with that confidence, like after he got that second goal, he wanted nothing more in the world than that hat trick. My trying. goodness. And uh, in that, in that Twitter space, while we were talking during that game, by the way, Dino Nuggies, for all those on Twitter space, they understand what we're talking about. Um, we were rooting for Cogliano to score. Because honestly, your checklist of everyone you want to see step up. Like you got your Abe Kubel. You got JT Comfort. Everyone is stepping up. Like, And you mentioned this almost getting like you felt like this was one of those that we could hang 10 on Carolina. Like. Again, the secondary scoring, Ben Myers, so new he doesn't even have a picture on the NHL app. <laughs> and he's that grayed out, just generic hockey generic player. Generic yeah. guy. But you also got to take into account there's no Landeskog, no Nazem Kadri. EJ was a healthy scratch. Darren yeah. Helm was a healthy scratch. Curtis McDermott didn't even see the ice. Ryan Murray's still hurt. Like these are names. Yeah. yeah. And then we're scoring with. Uh, ben Myers, like uh, shades of Kale McCarr type goal, like and you're getting help from the second, like secondary scoring. And that's all we've been asking. So you're getting every aspect and the power play works yeah. and the face offs. You won the face offs. This is a perfect performance <clears throat> for the avalanche. So you had Myers with the goal. Um, Comfort with two goals. O'Connor with an assist. Alex Newhook with a goal and an assist. <clears throat> Abe Kubel with an assist. So, and and what was was uh, Comfort playing on the second line? Or I think he was, was on the or third. Was New, was, New, was Newhook on the third line? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because New, yeah, New, Myers was on the, on the fourth with <laughs> right. LOC and uh, Cogliano. But regardless, those guys kind of like interchange sometimes. But you got mm-hmm. two from Comfort, and you know the. An assist and a goal from New Hook. Abeku Bell with the assist. So, yeah, it's just, and then, oh, don't forget about the top guys because you had Miko Rantanen with a goal and two assists. You know, mm-hmm. Burkowski with two more assists. Nathan McKinnon with two goals, five shots on goal. Like, it w- t- pick your poison. That's, that's why. And I was talking to my buddy who just happens to be a Hurricanes fan. And he's like, I mean, yeah, you guys are good. <laughs> what can I say? You guys are good. And I'm like, it, it, it's kind of just, since the trade deadline, it is like there's no holes on this team. There just isn't. And you're saying and we keep saying what you said a couple minutes ago about, you know, you, you kind of went through what, what happened. And you reminded everybody as if we need to need it to be that we don't have Nazem Kadri and we don't have Gabe Landeskog. So it's like even though like ever since the trade deadline, we've we've plugged all those holes. So if we miss those guys it's really okay. In the, in the past, they've, they've just been playing very well when, when you've had a, a injury and it's just that next man up mentality. Now it's that same mentality, but it's just like, we're not going to miss a beat at all. Yeah. And Holy God, man, like it's just, it's going to be a daunting task to really genuinely beat this team four times. They'll get beat here and there in the playoffs, but this is the best path. I've seen in an avalanche team to, to have a path to the Stanley cup final really since the Joe Sackick days, honestly. And if you think back, like when it came to the Dallas series in the bubble in the playoffs, 
our Achilles heel was injuries and the next man up mentality. You really didn't need that next man up because they were not contributing. The Vegas series, we filled those holes with durability, but it didn't equal physicality. Mm -hmm. Right. This trade deadline, we have physicality, durability. The next man up is going to do it just, he's going to do just fine in that role. So honestly, with, with, with the, goalie play as well like let's not forget about what dk and frankie are doing right now like it's one of those that try and find a weakness and we'll adjust to that as well right. apparently the weakness in the carolina game was sammy gerard and jordan stall but other than that yeah. <laughs> yeah so we'll get to we'll get to darcy kemper and uh kind of some specific other guys you know especially uh, our, our forechecking with, with Lincoln and, and, mm-hmm. uh, Chuskin and Kale McCarr, that very interesting thing with Kale McCarr, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. But first we got to talk about athletic greens and have you wanted better gut health, more energy or an optimized immune system, but you hate taking pills and vitamins and you want a supplement that actually tastes great get athletic greens. Kyle and I have been taking this stuff for well over a month now, and we can attest to that. It works. It works. We feel good. We have some energy. And I think my favorite thing about it is it doesn't taste like junk. Like yeah. it, it looks like you're just going to be drinking like ground up grass because it's yep. that colored of just green, but it tastes like fruit juice. Yeah. And I've, I've been on, I've been on that side of dreading like protein shakes and like other supplements where it's just like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't get that with athletic greens. I look forward to it every morning. That's great. So what is it? You get one delicious scoop of athletic greens and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day. Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging, everything that's important to you. So Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues that ended up, and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him over $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. It costs you less than $3 a day if you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habit, which I have uh, that as well it's not, not, a, not a good one it, i've replaced i've replaced my energy drink habit with it uh, there you go i can't so, get rid of the coffee just i can't do it it's it's part of the i feel a lot better it's a better baseline than what i get with yeah. an energy drink yeah uh so you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance and right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition just one scoop and a cup of water every day and that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, getting back to the Carolina game. Uh, yeah, I mentioned, you know, Darcy Kemper. I mess- mentioned uh, Arturi Lekkanen. And, he, dude, he is uh, – 
I'm really yeah. liking his game. I think yeah. you don't get to watch him a ton playing and for Montreal, especially when you're, you know, watching West Coast games more than um, East Coast games. But he's exceeding my expectations. I mean, he yeah. he didn't have anything. He was actually a minus one, which that who cares? Who cares about like yeah. he is he's in the right place at the right time. He's a fantastic four checker. He's on that top unit right now for the power play. And it's it's like yeah, I mean, he's kind of replaced. I mean, who's he replacing? He could be replacing Kadri probably because Nachuskin's yeah. probably replacing Landeskog, but I would love I'd, I'd be fine leaving him out there. I think Kadri's going to reclaim his spot when he gets back, but why not put Kadri on the second line? Fortify yeah. that second line a little bit more for the power play. I really, really like Le- uh, Lekkanen is becoming uh, maybe like the steal of the, the draft, in my opinion. And I say that like right now because he, he's not like going over and above right now, but you see it. You know how like with Alex yeah. Newhook, you, mm-hmm. you like when he kind of went when that lull, you just see the skill there. And now all that's like coming out. It's just it's just a matter of time before guys like Alex Newhook just start putting up points. And I think the same thing with for the Avalanche for with um with Lekkanen is he, he's just he's that good where he's settling in nice. But just for the rest of the season, for these seven games left or whatever, like that's just going to just get him more and more, uh, you know, comfortable in the system. And in the playoffs, I I just expect him to really just take off. I love his game. Yeah, I love the misconception when it comes to like the trade deadline where everybody treats it like it's a fantasy draft and everybody wants to go after like the best available overall. And then you plug them into your team and it's going to work. What we did with Lekkanen, when he when he's joined the team, he does what we need him to do. Like he's going to get his points if you just take this role. It's almost like an alternate form of what we want out of Berkey in a way. Hmm. But his forecheck is so aggressive. Like you're going to get points catching people in a bad transition. They think that they're going to push it up the ice, and Lekkinen's right there, getting in the way of the pass, passing it out. There's a goal. He's got a he's got a point. Somebody else has just tallied a goal. That's what we need. Like we've always been good at getting it in our own zone and starting the play that way. But Lekkanen, he's he's quickening our time on attack. He's getting us there quicker. And yeah, it's one of those. And you mentioned like him on the power play. Like the thought of him and Landy and Nuke on a power play, it just and like Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr just kind of floating around in Mm. there. Come on now, like it doesn't get any better. And you mentioned Kiel McCarr, like uh, he didn't have anything stat wise to show for it, but th- this is why he is the Norris winner, in my opinion, because it's it's not a Norris isn't about points, and and Kiel McCarr has them, he's got mm-hmm. tons of them, and you know everybody wants to throw out Yossi for it, and and Roman Yossi's having a fantastic season. I'm not trying to take away from it, but Kiel McCarr imprinted himself on in that game on the defensive end. And it wasn't mm-hmm. just that hit. It wasn't just the hit install, but sure, include that. But he, like, he is a all-encompassing player. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 to do that, to to have no goals, no assists, but you're a plus three on the day. So you're out there when the goals are. I, I should bring up the, uh, of course, he's for and against, but I don't have that in front of me. But in my opinion, that's why he's a Norris because he does it all. 
And yeah. you can't tell me that Roman Yossi is as good as a defensive player. He's a good defensive player. I don't think Yossi is like an elite defensive player where he plays defense on an elite level. He plays offense yeah. on an elite level. And yeah, absolutely. And honestly, when you're talking about Norris, like you're talking about best defensive player, like Kale could do the, he could be the best defensive player doing. Yeah. Yeah. He could do, he can, if you need him to score, he could score. Like he could score like a second liner or a third liner. If you need him to get in the way to stop a play, he has no problem throwing a body clean. He doesn't, he doesn't put himself in situations that allow him to go to the box all the time. He doesn't play goonery. If he needs to lay a body, get physical, send a message. Kale McCarr can do that. If he needs to see how a play needs to be set up, he knows where everyone is at all times because his hockey IQ cannot be tracked. Like when you talk about best defender, he can do it all. Like if you want to say, well, yeah, Roman Yossi could do this, but he's not that great at this. Kale McCarr checks the box in every category. He is the best defender. This is why he should win the Norris. Like, let's give Roman Yossi a, I mean, it's a participation award. Like, congratulations, you put in all this time in the league and really haven't got anything for it. Take this for it. Like, get this award. Kale McCarr is going to be racking these up for years to come. If it's not this year, let Yossi get now. It's going to be Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr. He's going to, it's going to be obnoxious. Didn't Yossi win it? A couple of years ago, I, and I think that was his first one, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that would have then, hung a banner by now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm almost positive because I remember talking to Adam about this, and I remember thinking, like, because no, I mean, th- there was always good defenders in the league, but the year that he won it, I don't think it was last year. I don't know. I'm thinking off the top of my head, but he was won that it recently. Fox last year, you're right, it was Fox, so it had to be the year before that. And and I kind of feel like that's what it was they, they, because it was like. All right, we're going to give it to you now for all, all like your service, basically. Yeah. And now he's outplaying that season of he had a couple of years ago in terms of, of points, but he is what he is on the defensive side. Like he's a good, he's a good defender. He's not better a defender than Kale McCarr. I'm sorry. He's not. Oh. Kale McCarr has it all. And and that's what you have to take into consideration when you're talking about the Norris. So I, I do. I think, and in the end, I, I'm probably going to be wrong. I just have this gut feeling that they're going to give it to Yossi again because they're going to put so much emphasis on the points that he's scoring, which are for a defender, just, you know, crazy. But McCarr's not that far behind him. And he's played less games, too. If Yossi wins the Norris, that's fine. Con Smythe is better. Yeah. So true. So true. Uh, Darcy Kemper, I want to get to him. Yeah, I mean, he... he, It's a tough team. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you were not going to shut these guys out. Being up four to nothing, you 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 felt you know comfortable, but they started making it a game. And like you said before, how we were with Pittsburgh, uh, you know, we had the lead and they'd score and then we'd match it. Or no, that was yeah, and then and yeah, they'd, was, they'd score and then we go up by one in, in like 20 seconds. It was almost like Carolina was doing that, like you were saying. Yeah, but it just got to be a good game. And I would have I that's where I want Darcy Kemper in the game. Because when things are are starting to get tight, all right, like you now, I'm comfortable now relying on him to up his game to win this thing, yep. and he did. He made some some really good saves. One that was a hell of a save, which could have been the the save of the year, but it ended up being a goal. Yeah, uh, I was just about to bring up like that was save of the year candidate. He let it like it turned into a goal, but I w- watched that replay two or three times, and I was just like. 
that's not humanly possible. How does he even know? And it's like off a blocker. It's not like a glove save. Like it's off your stick handling blocker. Like, what are you yeah. doing, Darcy? It, it, it was a, we're talking about the one where he's on like on the ground, right? So yes. Like, it was a bad shot too. I don't know who it was, had a wide open net. And for some reason he shot it kind of into Kemper who was lying on the ground. But hey, I mean, uh, a save is a save. Still awesome. Um, I wanted to bring up a really cool story briefly uh, with with Ben Myers, who said that, you know, because all that happened just so quick for him. Mm-hmm. The college season's over. He chooses Colorado. He He's on a plane and he's in Denver the next day. And then he's told that he's going to be playing against Carolina. So it's happening so quickly. Yeah. And I guess they asked him, um, how did you get to the arena? And he said, well, I was I was going to take an Uber. I'm assuming he's staying at you know a, a hotel or, or some. I don't know where the heck he's staying, but he said I was going to take an Uber. And who called him and said, I'm coming to pick you up? Gabe Landeskog. So add that to just put yourself. And I know he's a little bit older. He's not a teenager. I think he's like 23 years old. But still, like your first time in the NHL, uh, all of this has happened within like 48 hours. And now you're told you're going to be playing on home ice for the Colorado Avalanche against Carolina Hurricanes. And you're riding shotgun with Gabe Landeskog to the arena. I mean, it. Think about like think about that honestly. When we talk about like great, when we get to that point of like we talked about the Mount Rushmore of Avs, like he could be the greatest Av that we've had because like nobody in the front office is like, hey Gabe, what are you doing? You want to go pick up Ben Myers at the airport? Like he knew. Yeah, he did that on his own. You're right. Yeah. Like and when we talk like with the whole Seattle drama in the off season about questioning his loyalty, like this man is sold out for this team. Like you saw, like he had, he posted stuff with his daughter uh, that they're working out like in the arena. Like this yeah, man lives yeah. for the avalanche right, right. and you get the new guy. You could be like, ah, here comes the new guy. Good luck. Walk into ball arena. Ha ha ha. And- Rip him old school. Like he took him under his wing. He's like, Hey, I know you're going to be great. You're going to love it here. Let me show you why. And he's injured. Like captain should. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't have to. no. No, he could have stayed home, watched the game from home, but no, he went and and, and picked him up. And like we're saying with, with with the Norris and how you know you have to look at more than just points when you're going to vote for the Norris, especially the Norris on, on the defensive side of things. When you just said like he could be one of the greatest abs ever, you have to do the same thing. You have to look at the totality of everything, not just points. He's not going to be up there with points. He's not going to be up there when McKinnon's all said and done. He's not going to be near that. He's probably not even going to be near Ranton. And he's definitely not going to be near, you know, Joe Sackick and all those guys. He'll be up there. He will definitely be up there. He'll be top 10 and stuff. But yeah, when you're saying like, you know, Mount Rushmore, you have to take all of that into consideration and stuff like that. Like that's what captains do. And yeah. and when it's all said and done, if he finishes his career with the Avalanche, he'll be 18 years as a captain. I, I think you're right, man. I think you're right. I think he you 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 elevate him over just sheer stats because of of what he means to the team all encompassing. Yeah, he's gonna be right behind Sackick, of course, because he's like literally the general manager. So, <laughs> unless he takes the general manager position when he retires, 
which I, I don't we know. will be the Colorado land of skugs if I that know. happens. Uh, I, I was joking around with someone on Twitter because this whole bland thing that's going on with oh. like, I think it's hilarious. They got to embrace it. If you ask me, um, we were throwing like names back and forth. So I said, Gabriel bland <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a sound check to get to and the Washington Capitals are coming to town. But first, betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, which are underway and the start of the Major League Baseball season, which is also underway. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. And finally, by Built Bar. You know Built Bar. You love Built Bar. It's the greatest tasting protein bar on the market, including their Built Bar Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow protein bar. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are more like a treat, which and they're also covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in flavors such as yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. And we don't really talk about the regular Built Bar flavors all that much anymore, but you can get those in flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. Uh, they have some peanut butter ones, which Kyle and I... Cherry Barcia. Cherry Barcia is a good one. And they always come out with new ones. So check Built.com for kind of limited edition releases that might be on the horizon. And most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. So you can go to built.com, use the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is locked one five for 15% off at built.com. All right. So I posted the sound check, but if you don't follow us on social media outlets, you don't know what our songs to summarize the game against Carolina Hurricanes was. So we'll get to that now. And Mr. Kyle Sullivan, take it away. Against the Carolina Hurricanes, we got to add another letter to our social media handles with clinching the West. Correct. So after this crazy year with the wild, the blues and Vegas falling off the face of the earth, it was a wild, wild West. And uh, we we own the Wild Wild West. You went the Will Smith version. You, I mean, so. well, that's I, I say version like that. That's his song. He didn't cover that. But there is another song, Wild Wild West. Oh, oh what the oh, God? What were they called? I just remember the video. I have to look it up. Um, you know, the video I, I, was like just legs. If you remember the, uh, it, it was it was just like a white background. The singer singing it, and it's so weird. Like they cropped off from like the of these like of the of these women just from like the midsection all the way up so they have no like torso and head and it's just the legs uh the escape club go go watch the video on youtube and and youtube the escape club wild wild west watch that video and you're just like these guys were smoking some good stuff uh when they decided to write this this uh the song and the video good i, I figured it was i figured it was time to give will smith a little publicity he hasn't been in the news lately so no no well i mean i thought he was suspended for 10 years from our show too but apparently not you brought him back i got you big willie style <laughs> <laughs> um and you know 
Do you know the movie he he said no to to go film Wild Wild West? He he was he was he was supposed to be this movie's lead character, and he said no to go film the Wild Wild West. Do you have any idea what it is? Oh, was it The Matrix? Was The Matrix? Was The Matrix? And he later on <laughs> said he goes he goes. It's yeah. He's like it's maybe like the worst decision of my life, but also the best because he goes. Keanu Reeves killed it, obviously. Yeah, true. It'd be hard to see anybody else in that role. Yeah, for me, um, I, like we're getting closer to the playoffs, and the way that this team is playing, they got eight in a row right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think, yeah, I think yeah, it's eight, eight in a row. Nine. Whatever. I mean, they're they're <laughs> seriously, they're they're just. I mean, they're <laughs> winning games like left and right. They're setting records. They're setting franchise records, defensive points, uh, wins. The the you know the the points overall. That's just delaying right the inevitable. There. That that's going to happen. And you're getting you know all year all year long. You just have that mentality of like yeah, like like we we believe like we. Believe. But now it's getting closer. They're playing as well. Remember we were talking about before. Like you want to go into the playoffs playing well. You can start the season hot, but if you just start like, you know, downgrading, like as the season goes along, it's very tough to kick it back into high gear again in the postseason. The Going average, into the playoffs hot when you don't have to, really, you could easily cruise into the playoffs. You could, but, you could, but, the, but they are playing some of their best hockey right now. And I think collectively, that's my song. We believe. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers off the Stadium Arcadium album. It's a good album. Uh, double album, man. Like yeah. every song on there it is solid. So, uh, what what a what a what a song! What an I album! I love that so. album. I remember, yeah, I remember going day one to get that. Yes, yeah. So we do. I think just as collectively Avalanche fans, we we have a lot of belief right now that the team is going to go far, and. I'm, it's going to take a hell of an effort from some other team to, to, I mean, it can happen. We know it can happen, but you have to feel pretty confident right now about the abs. Um, right now they are going to have the Washington capitals come into town and pretty interesting. They were talking about this on the, the uh, broadcast on altitude. It's the only team they don't have a point against this season. That's right. Is, is Washington. So in obviously only played them twice. You you played them at the very beginning of the season. That was your first it was bad. Yeah, it wasn't that good. I mean, that, that that was your first road trip, and it happened to be on the East Coast. Obviously, I think it was like a four game road trip, and they lost the first three, and then they had to win against Tampa to salvage a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was just ugly. It was early in the season. Obviously, teams kind of going. I don't want to say well, let's say going in different directions. It kind of is. I mean, the Avalanche have just kind of taken off while Washington is kind of just hanging on for dear yeah. life. And that's kind of what we thought. They're an, they're an older team. And, you know, the an 82-game season is going to beat them up for a little bit um, as the season goes on. But they're hanging on to a playoff spot. I'm looking up to the, the um, standings as we are to make sure. If, I think they're pretty comfortable there. Let me see. Yes, they are. That's, that is not going to happen because the Islanders are the team that's below them, and they're 15 points behind them. So the Washington Capitals are going to be in the playoffs, and they are playing well as of late. You know what I mean? Uh, their last ten, they're seven three and zero. So again, yeah. you're they're they're playing a little bit better. But oh, Alexander Ovechkin's coming to town. That's always going to get eyes. What do you expect from this game? Well, the Capitals also have the only player in the league 
born in the great state of Alabama. Nobody cares, but I do. Um, oh, you mentioned Dowd. it before. Who is- oh, okay. All right. Um, wow. Yeah. He's the only uh, but- one in the league from Alabama. Yeah. And the only one. He's wow. the first player since 1937 from Alabama. There was wow. a, a player for the Blackhawks in 37 that was from Alabama. But it's neither here nor there because this Washington game has all of the feels and all of the making for a trap game. Like we were just talking about how many wins do we have? Eight, nine. Who cares? What letter do we put up today? The avalanche could feel that too. They are confident. They just beat Carolina, put a touchdown on them. Washington can come in there. Last time we played them, Washington beat us six to three. They could come into ball arena, catch a, catch a, a team coming off an emotional high. Yeah. Just kind of, Looking ahead a little bit because Seattle on Wednesday, boy, that looks fun. Edmonton right after, that'll be fun. Like Capitals, know, man, it's not not too much on the line. It's one of those. This is a perfect setup. I'm not saying it will be because the Avs do nothing but surprise me every night in, night out. But this has the perfect feel for the Capitals going in there and breaking our heart. I don't know. I like, I kind of feel at this stage in, in the, in the season, like trap games are, are kind of more for me, like kind of like more middle of the season type of thing where right now, like you, you know what you're playing for. You know, mm-hmm. I think the best thing that happened to the avalanche, if they want the president's cup or president's trophy, which they, they do, the best thing that happened to them is, is Florida keeping pace with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, if, if Florida, I mean, Florida's won nine in a row, I think, uh, no, they've won 10. So they must've played as we're recording this, they've won 10 in a row. Um, and they are two points behind you for that. Okay. So, I mean, if Florida just had lost a couple games through that 10, that 10 game win streak that they have right now, I think, yeah, the as might like maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit, and they're, you would say, like, oh, maybe they are doing that because they're resting guys, but they still have something to play for. Well, so I, I don't like, feel, and you're playing at home, which you love playing at home. You want to give the home crowd something. I don't know. I, I, I kind of, and, and we, I mean, we, we were kind of thinking, like, is the, what was it, the, the Kings game? That might be a, a trap game. And look what they did to them. I don't know. I just feel like this team is so locked in right now. And and they want to keep, you know, they have a win streak of their own going and they want to get that little bit closer to to solidifying not only the, the president's trophy, but most points in the franchise. Like they want all that stuff. So well, I don't know. to get like in the psychology of it, like Saturday was at home. Sunday was Easter. Everybody gets to be with their family. And then you get right back to work. The Sunday scaries. Here comes Monday game. <laughs> Yeah, like the Capitals had to cut their Easter short. They're probably kind of aggravated about that. You got an agitated team. You never know. Like you it's know, got uh, a lot of it's, look. It's anything got a lot can of happen. In it. Yeah, anything can happen in, in the NHL game. We know that. So uh, I mean, would it surprise me if if Washington came in and and beat Colorado? No, I mean it's it's, it's a hockey game. Anything can happen. I don't expect Washington to run away with this thing. No. You know I mean? I don't think it's that kind of, uh, if you want to use We haven't had a runaway loss since Boston. I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there has been. Yeah, that's been, yeah, I think you're right, man. I I can't think of any that really blowouts. We don't lose that way. 
And that's another good mm-hmm. thing with this Avalanche team. If they lose, it's not going to be like an embarrassment. Yeah. And it's like where you could pick it out on the schedule. This one, this one was the bad one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I just feel like they're playing so well right now. Um, it, I mean, it's always possible that they could lose, mm-hmm. but it's, it's going to be a battle. You know, yeah. Washington's going to have to fight really hard to, to beat them. So we shall see. Uh, are you going to run another room during that game? I am. I'm going to run another Twitter space during that. Um, I'll, it'll okay. be put up on Twitter throughout the day, but. Join us. It's the conversation, super fun. Yeah, yeah. I hopped in for a little bit during an intermission. I think that's gonna be my my gig. I'm, I'm gonna be the 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 uh, Michael the the Johnny Johnny Lyles thing. From I don't have a wine cave like he does, but I think I'll pop in for like second intermissions for uh, for a little bit. From in the, uh, and everyone knows about your opinions on the newest Star Wars movie, the the Disney trilogy. Okay, so there are some questions when you get in there. Well, specifically the Last Jedi. Last Jedi is a phenomenal movie. I, will, just, I wanted you to say that on air, I, so that Twitter, so yeah. everybody in the Twitter space will be fired up for the fantastic comes movie. Tonight. <laughs> a fantastic movie. Don't let social media tell you otherwise. On that note, I think we had a lot of people just hit the stop button right there. So uh, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it all day long. So all right. Uh, that will wrap it up for today, everybody. Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to talk about the Capitals and Avalanche and anything else that may have happened. Let's see if I think Ben Myers might be back there again. Can he keep the goal streak going at two? I think he can do it. Uh, all right. So we're going to wrap this up. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Check out Locked on NHL. Make that your second listen of the day until tomorrow. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!